there is a blah 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 update. Mr. Blah 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 of last week's episode. Of last week's episode, Mr. Blah Blah Blah, he caught me staring at his penis for 45 minutes. <laughs> there is an update. Do tell. All ears. We are going out on Saturday night. Yes. yes! So exciting. What I mean, going forward, did you acknowledge the penis staring or was well, no, it just you... easier to brush it under the carpet? Yeah, I'm just... We'll see what happens on Saturday. If he brings it up again, then I'm going to have to... Because my face will betray <laughs> me. But on text, I can be like, oh my God, I didn't even realise. But in person, I think I can't I, I can't go down that Just bit. blush and get embarrassed. He'll probably find it flattering. Yeah. Be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, no. Oh. Um, so, yes, we're going out on Saturday night. So there's a couple of things. Okay. So, number one. I try to convince my very, very dear friend, Bev, um, yesterday that I had absolutely zero intention of being naked alongside him. Okay. Intimately. Um, in which point she just fucking laughed at my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And was like, who are you kidding? And I was like, no, I'm... I'm like, listen to the words coming out of my mouth. I'm not having sex with him. I was like, listen, watch I will my say... face. I'm not having sex with him. This is not because I'm pre-slut shaming myself. I'm just like, I'm not, I don't want to just shag someone. Like, I want to see if it's going to be something. So I yeah. don't want to sleep with him. And then she threw down the fucking gauntlet, didn't she? And she said, she like, literally, you know, when you can feel smug. I was driving at the time. Right. So I couldn't, I couldn't really <laughs> but you it. could sense it but from I the passenger seat. I feel smug where she just really calculatedly just turned around to me and went, all right, don't shave then. Oh, do you know what they say that? They say... If you're going on a first date, you should not shave because it's a good bring you back down to earth moment. Well, my thing is, is firstly, I've never gone on a first date without shaving, ever. Right. Well, yeah, especially if you're wearing a dress. Especially if I'm wearing a dress, but also I'm a prepared person. It makes you feel nice. You feel prepared. I kind of feel like I generally exhibit good self-control so if i don't want to sleep with someone i'm not going to sleep with them irrespective of if i've spent 20 minutes removing every inch of hair from sort of the tits down um but on the other hand i'm like well it depends what we're doing so right now i'm still at that early stage where i'm trying to convince him that i'm not a complete control freak okay it's like I'm just I'm trying to do this like kind of easy breezy, but not too easy and breezy, but just kind of like quite chill thing. Where he was like, "Okay, well, book me in for Saturday night," and I'm like, "All right, brilliant, yeah, I will. I'll leave the details up to you." Right, easy breezy, not a control freak. Whereas, okay. you know, deep down inside, I need to know every detail of what's happening from when I see him to when I leave. <laughs> but I'm still at that stage where I'm not quite ready to let him see that side of me. Just because some people can see it as really overbearing and, uh, like, I need to be found adorable for a bit. And but also... Go, oh, shit, that bitch is crazy inside. And I'll be like, yes, I am. Don't call me also, crazy. I will this stab is a, you. This is a good test for uh, a male or a dating partner exactly. because you want him to be able to make decisions. I literally broke up with a bloke once because he would never choose what we did on the date. Oh, my God, exactly. (laughs) And I I hate that. I hate making decisions, so I'm very happy for someone else to be the control freak. So I'm I'm currently trying to decide at what point do I ask the so, what are we doing on Saturday night question? Because that would inform if I feel like I have to shave or not. Because if we're going out for dinner and drink, then the likelihood is I won't need to prepare myself because I won't get drunk. I'll have a couple of drinks. I'll be a bit sort of like flirty and a bit loosey-goosey. But if I go out for drinks, three gins down, I'm going to be without inhibitions and I'm already going to be picturing the quick dry shave I'm going to have to do in a hurry over my bathroom sink. Good Lord. So if we're going for drinks, then I'm going to shave because I'm going to need to be prepared. If we go for dinner and drinks, then arguably I won't have to shave. I mean, ultimately, everybody knows I'm going to shave. That's it's not up for debate. But the situation of the date will inform 
how necessary the shave is. See, when you were talking about different situations, where my my mind went was, will I need outdoor shoes? Do I need like practical clothes? I mean, that also because to is me. But dinner and drinks requires the same sort of outfit. The only thing that would require you to dress in a different way is if you were going to be cold or wet or in like some kind of rocky terrain. Well, I mean, that's. I'm not dismissing the need to know that information as well. <laughs> so I can. We all know I love to plan an outfit. Like it stresses me out when you don't know where you're going and I don't know how to dress appropriately. But that's a different. That's a different subject matter. We're talking right now about the need to remove hair from the body. Well, to answer your question, uh, a day. If you're really serious about not letting him know you're a control freak, the earliest you can ask is a day. What's the plan tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair as well. I mean, I've wanted to know since we booked it in, which was on Monday, and I have shown (laughs) ridiculously good restraint in that time. Well done. I've really, really, I've impressed myself, if I'm completely honest with you. It's an excellent test. Uh, yeah, there's nothing that I hate less. I'm not a very decisive person, but I can make a plan. There's nothing more of a turn off than someone who can't make a plan. Yes. I went out with a bloke once who lived in, he said he'd been to university in Southampton. And I was like, excellent, cool. Recommend a pub in Southampton and we'll meet there. And he couldn't. He ummed and ahed about it so much. Oh I ended God. up suggesting a pub that I'd been to on a hen night, like one year previous. And I barely remembered, but I wasn't so familiar with Southampton. And it was a fucking Weatherspoons. And no. we had a... <laughs> but I didn't remember that. It was just the only pub I knew of at the yeah. time. So I was like, yeah, let's meet at this Weatherspoons. And it was loud and hideous. And then he moaned about that. And I'm like, fucking bitch, where was your suggestion? No, and then he couldn't is... remember where he parked and got lost. <laughs> been on a first date and ended up in a situation you totally weren't expecting like hiking or something no i've actually not i've always had very straightforward very run-of-the-mill first dates all drinks i actually don't think i've ever gone for dinner with somebody on a first date specifically Mm. not so that was a piece of advice i was given fairly on into my sort of post breakup dating one of the first pieces of advice i was given was just don't go for dinner with somebody on a first date especially if they're a stranger because a drink can last 45 minutes. A dinner, you're locked in. I wish someone had told me this before it was too late. I had dinner with all of my dates while I was dating. And it was, oh my God, it's were, literally like, I've never, been, I've never had the experience of a terrible dinner first <laughs> date with a stranger, but I can, it's already making me clench up. I remember getting to 10 o'clock on a date and being like, we've been drinking, it's been about three hours, we're, gonna, we're going home now, right? And then we passed a restaurant and he was like, we haven't eaten. Should we get a pizza? And I was like, no. <laughs> but of course I did it. And it was awful. And Why would you do that? You'd be because... like, oh no, sorry, I'm gluten intolerant. Because Bye. I can't say no. Because... no. Um, and then, oh, it was awful. We sat, it went on for a hundred years, this pizza. And while we were sat there, we each had a pizza. The conversation was dry as fuck. It was, oh, I hate it that. was awful. I, was, I went to the toilet about eight times for something to do. <laughs> You're bone dry. Just a bone dry. And this guy said, after, after a lengthy silence of eating pizza, he went, do you think of yourself as a fast eater? And I went, um, uh, maybe? Don't I really? And he said, oh, yeah. I think I'm quite a slow eater. I think it's because I've got quite a small mouth. Oh, God, the worst person in the world. And then I just kind of went, ha-ha. But then for the rest of the meal, what else could I do but look at what was, indeed, a very small mouth. And I, I was hate like, that. I could not stop looking at this man's small mouth. I hate that. I hate when people point out something that you just wish they hadn't because then you stare at I it. I did. I already wasn't feeling it. And oh. And then you're just looking at his tiny little pinprick mouth. His tiny face. little puckered up Ugh. dog's bum of a mouth and i mean to be honest i've been single long enough that i'm fairly tactical when it comes to dating (laughs) this is now freud's dating tips podcast but i've never had like a truly truly true oh no i have had awful dates but the awful dates are because of the people not because of the situation the date you curate the date to the optimal point but the other person has still got to bring their game 
Welcome to Curate the Date with Charlotte and <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Curate the Date. But then, okay, so the third question I had about blah, blah, blah was... Was. At what point do I tell him about this? Because there are things that we've discussed that you might not necessarily tell a partner until you're very secure in that relationship. Also, he has been mentioned on it yeah by all means there's blah 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 so it could be anybody but he's been mentioned on it and there are definitely subject matters that he doesn't he doesn't need to know about me monkey hunching over my own vagina that doesn't need to come up at this stage i think i'm just gonna wait (laughs) you can wait but don't wait too long because then it becomes a lie maybe (laughs) like maybe like third date territory i mean listeners all how many did I say last time? 24 of you. Uh, um, I think we're up to like 37 now, actually. Oh, amazing. So, I know. all 37 of you listeners that have obviously enjoyed our dulcet tones, please write in. Yeah. Tell me, <laughs> when should I tell this guy? Bear in mind, we're recording currently on a Thursday. You're not hearing this until the following Wednesday. So, the date will have happened at this point. But I think it's fair to say I'm not telling him on the first date. So, when... <laughs> Should I tell him, when would you want a prospective partner finding out all of this information about you in a very, very small space of time? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave it, tweet us, leave it in the Insta comments. We would love that. (laughs) Not Facebook. I figured that. Not Facebook. Only mums are on Facebook these days. We don't need a Facebook. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Welcome everybody to Misery Loves Company. The podcast dedicated to those moments in life so tragic, so embarrassing, so pathetic, so frustrating <laughs> that the only solace is that they make a good story. We are your hosts, Chardon. And Freuder. You really trying to up your game on the I am! Show? I've I got mean, such an R-roll. awful voice. I'm trying to just Freude. like... That R-roll was just... R- yeah. yeah. Frustrating. Frustrating. <laughs> um, just a little kid. Um, oh my god well I'm no just... i enjoyed it don't it, it brings me much entertainment Thanks. to see what emphasis you're going to put on things i obviously do not care as much um <laughs> yeah but you've got a naturally expressive voice my natural voice is like a dirge it's like flat as hell i mean fair play i am naturally good at most things but <laughs> in this instance i really enjoy what you bring i think next Thanks. time we should try do an accent yeah, leave a comment what silly voice or accent you'd yeah. like us to do next week. <laughs> I'm also bowing out of having to do any silly voices or accents. Um, Chardon is the actor amongst us. And I think it's just funny Goo. if she does it on her own. Um, That's fine. That's just from my perspective. But well, yeah, you know, it's we've said before that you're the talent. So this is just yeah. me desperately trying to match your level of uh, <laughs> entertainment value. <laughs> desperately. Amazing. So right. this week, we are trying out a new topic, and I'm very excited to hear your story. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm worried. I'm worried that it's not good enough, but I've got a couple of stories on this subject, and that is Stranger Danger. <laughs> now, that... just before you go on, I did, when Chardon said this to me, I did immediately text her and say, this isn't you confessing to being stolen at some point in your life, is it? <laughs> Just before there's any fear that it involves any, you know, actual crimes by strangers, it doesn't. Um, it's not that kind of stranger danger. Charlotte no. is safe and I can confirm has never been stolen. Well, hear the story first and then decide. <laughs> I don't... Are you trying to... Are you trying to bring up anticipation there? Are you trying to tease it a bit? I'm in the basement right now, Freuder, like... Uh... I mean, I can see your stupid sock hanging to your right. Stop giving me shit over my (laughs) sock hanger. God, I'm just trying to live my life. You always have to go at me about the spare socks that I have hung on the wall. Amazing. (sighs) Go with your story. I'm all ears. I'm ready. I'm ready to be wondered. So in this story, I'm 18. I've only really just moved to my university town, which is Winchester, I might as well say. Yeah. Um, and I was just finding my way and sort of being generally kind of a shy person 
but a person whose shyness quite often manifests as being obnoxious and loud and trying to strike that balance as we all do uh when we're young and um i uh winchester is famous for its really lovely cathedral and i was yet to find it um which sounds crazy if you know winchester because it's a big cathedral but the way it sits alongside the high street and shops unless you passed it it could be eclipsed Mm. um so uh and then this one particular day i was on my own it's a very sunny day and i'd been to iceland to buy awful student food for myself and on my way back to my house I took a street I didn't know about and ended up at Winchester Cathedral. And I was really Phenomenal. pleased with myself. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, lovely. It's a really lovely, impressive building. And I just sat down with my bags because I was tired as well and my hands were hurting. And um, sat on a wall outside the cathedral to take a picture and just look at it. I was not there for very long when this man came up to me. Uh, he was very old. He was quite a small man. Uh, stank to high heaven and was very clearly a homeless gentleman Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and we're not here to judge anyone for being homeless and we're certainly not here to judge anyone for having mental health needs but (laughs) I was as the story goes on you'll understand that I was just a scared person (laughs) this man comes up to me he's got no teeth and he gets so in my face so close to my face and he goes it mumbles a bunch of stuff I can't understand. It just sounds like... And then he goes, Will you pray with me? Oh and my I said, God. Sorry? I thought he said play with me. And then he goes, Will you play with me? Come and pray with me. And here's me. I'm 18. I was... I, I don't know. I don't know why. But I, of course, was like, Um, um... I, I look like a dick if I say no. Oh so. my god, what is wrong with you? <laughs> no, so, it doesn't make you look like a dick. You just turn around and say, no, I'm really sorry. I want to go home. I would. man. I would now, you know, 12 years later. But at the time, I was just a bit surprised. And oh so god. I just kind of went, okay. So me and this stinky little man <laughs> went up to oh the doors of the God. cathedral. And I mean, it's a tourist destination. So you have to ideally pay a ticket admission to get in. But it is also a church. So if somebody wants to go in and pray, the people at the door can't really stop you. So this man just sort of went, oh, sort of in garbled English, explained to the chap on the door who was in like full regalia as well. Oh that he wanted to go in and pray. And I, and this man is looking at me like I'm responsible for oh, no. the weirdo. And I'm just like, Ugh! like this a really sweaty, like awkward teenager holding four extremely heavy Iceland bags. Oh no, it um, was all frozen. All it was all frozen, frozen and clanking around. And so if they directed him to the Epiphany Chapel, which is in one of the sort of like the little arms of the T yeah. um, of the cathedral shape. And um, so we stumbled up and like, Really gutting as well, because Winchester Cathedral is a lovely place, and I have a lot of fond memories associated with that building. I graduated there, I did a load of choir stuff there, but my first memory of ever being in that building was thinking, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Why did I fucking agree to this? I'm about to get murdered. (laughs) I'm about to die, or at least have my things stolen. So we get into the little chapel, and he hobbles forward. And I sort of, I'm just looking down. I'm trying to look at the, the, the holy man on the door to like, hello, I'm in danger. <laughs> and he just ignores Help me. me. <laughs> and, um, so we sort of clink in and he said, and he went, now we're going to pray. And I went, okay. Um, and he was like, get on your knees. Oh my and I, God. And I was like, oh, um, uh, I uh, I like to do my praying stood up, actually. <laughs> and he was like, no. I mean, the and only it, person you ever want to tell you to kneel is the hot priest from Fleabag. Exactly. Like, this was so far from Fleabag. Yeah. Can't even explain. Could you imagine if Fleabag had come out before this 
and then that was your experience of being told to kneel in a holy place and you're like <sighs> fucking flea bag lied like flea bag lied to me where was andrew scott when i needed him i mean andrew jesus scott. He's, um, he's damn fine but i digress apologies uh and i managed i sort of sat on a pew and that seemed to be good enough yeah and um i said uh um i uh i need to go home and he went no and that's all he said and so i just sat there quietly and i'm like i'm gonna die i'm gonna get killed i'm gonna die in this little tiny church no one is here in this big echoey building like I'll be found, but not in time to stop it happening. I'm going to die. Chardon, Chardon, Chardon. And about a minute passed, and he was sort of keeping to himself. So I stood up, and I got as far away from him as I could while still being in that part of the chapel. And I said, and I quote, um, I'm going to go now. Have a good pray. <laughs> uh, bye. And then I just scurried off as far as my I little... love that even when you're in fear of your life, you're still so fucking polite. Have a nice pray. Oh my God, I'm going to sign off everything with that now. Have a nice pray. Have a nice pray. And I shuffled to the door and the, the people at the door tried to stop me, obviously like, where is the man you're caring for? And I was just like, oh, he's not with me. And then I just ran. <laughs> just yeah. ran. I ran home. And... When I got home, told like my handsome footballer housemate about what had happened, and he thought it was the funniest thing ever. And... Well, because it is funny, but also you dickhead. You <laughs> I know, dickhead. Why the fuck did I say yes? Well, I, I don't. I mean, I do understand the sometimes. I don't know if this is actually official advice or if I'm just making it up in my head. But like, I know that particularly if people do have mental health issues, sometimes you go the the path of least resistance because it's, of course it's the safest way to kind of deal with it. But I mean, for fuck's sake, pal! <laughs> I've grown up like my prevailing childhood memory is sitting at bus stops with uh, people who are not quite. Uh, a full yeah. set of teeth, you know, just kind of rabbiting on at me about whatever. And my mum's very good at it as well. She just goes, mm, yeah, oh, oh, that's awful. And you just make them feel listened yeah. to. But, and so I did that initially. And then it was like, come and pray with me. And he started taking my fucking hand and it was like, oh, like, no. oh God. Oh, no. And, um, yeah, so never underestimate, especially <laughs> when people go like, oh, I can't believe that girl got in that car. can't believe the girl went with that man. And I'm like... Believe it. This man was not a physical threat to me, but no. I still felt like I couldn't say no. It was very strange. Well, have you learned anything from it? Have you been in a situation similar to this? I mean, this is fairly fucking unique, and of course it's only going to happen to you. Like, Jesus Christ! Who accidentally stumbles on a cathedral when it's a cathedral? And then who just goes along with some smelly, homeless, potentially homeless person into that same fucking cathedral and then prays with them? I didn't pray actually while I was there. I should have done, shouldn't I? I mean, if you any, shouldn't any... have well, got the timing. You could have been in the good books. I mean, you did. You did Wait, go that, into a holy. That man could have been sent day. by the Almighty to save me, and I snubbed him. How about that? I mean, I think at that point there was genuinely nothing you needed saving from in your personal life. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> um, I think I do. <laughs> no, but I was still, you know, a blasphemer. Yeah. Yeah, of um, course. Of and course. a non-believer. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of the biggest... <coughs> yeah, for fuck's sake, you agreed to pray with someone when you're an atheist? Don't... There are a hundred stories of me trying to placate aggressive Christians I've met by saying anything I can to not agree with them, but not outwardly say I don't believe in God because Agreed. I'm scared of the, the repercussions. I mean, I went to a Catholic life... Uh, education, personal life. I mean, my parents were never particularly devout or really even interested. But, you know, I lived I lived that life. And even I used to just placate crazy Christians because it's just bloody easier. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, not to tie all Christians with the same brush, obviously. But um, uh, I remember I was in a different situation. Much more recently, I was volunteering with a lady who was uh, extremely religious 
and uh, would try and preach at me quite often. And I used to say things like, I think what Jesus says about us all treating each other nicely is exactly right. That's a really good message and things like that. So like it's, I'm not agreeing with you, but... (laughs) I remember there was only one time I ever accidentally entertained a religious person and it taught me a good life lesson after that point. But I had, I was, I was still living with my parents. I was in school. I must have been about 17, 18. Okay. And some Jehovah Witnesses knocked on the door as they oh. did regularly. And yeah. I opened the door and, you know, they do their usual, there were two really sweet older ladies. I just remember saying to them, thank you so much, but we're actually a Catholic household. So and we we're not interested in in changing our denomination but thank you fuck me the biggest mistake i've ever made in my life uh, 25 minutes later they're still on the bloody doorstep what were they talking about me, just talking about the difference between catholicism and and jehovah's witness and <laughs> you know the, the purity of religion in jehovah witness and the sanctity and the you know giving up the sense of ego and everything else. and i'm just like Bitch, I was saying it to you so that you still thought at least you spoke to some Christians today, but I'm not fucking interested. But they were such <laughs> sweet older ladies, I couldn't tell them to bugger off. The thing is, they rely on that goodwill, don't yeah, they? Yeah, of course they do. That's why yeah. they send out the old people. My uh, my uh, school friend of mine, who you know, um, is uh, had a, a, I think it was a, like a father and son knock on his door every Sunday for about three years or something oh crazy and it's because he was polite to them and in the end someone would knock on the door and his dad would open the door and they'd be like your Jehovah's are here to talk to you <laughs> oh no but like, and this guy he was like um, uh, well, they, I've tried to explain I'm an atheist they don't know I'm gay maybe that would put them off but <laughs> I don't want to upset them now <laughs> it's crazy oh. So I'm fairly certain um, that I went on a date with a homeless man last year. Excellent. I, wonderful. Yeah. Do tell. I mean, if we're talking about stranger danger, this is probably the most extreme example of stranger <laughs> danger I've had from a dating app. Um, most <laughs> people I've met on a dating app, I think I've generally vetted quite well. Um, this guy, obviously, I didn't vet him quite hard enough. I think I'd got lax. It was my one and only date last year and it happened in, I think, August, September time. So I'd had like a good nine months off of dating pretty much Mm -hmm. at that point. And I clearly was just keen to go on a date. Um, And, oh God, it's so, I feel really awful because I don't know if this man was homeless. (laughs) I don't know if he was. And it, I'm not saying that I, I don't, I didn't like him because I thought he was homeless. I'm going to explain. You drew some conclusions based on things that happened. Yeah, but there were many other reasons other than the homelessness conclusion that led me to not want to date this guy again. Mm -hmm. So obviously met this guy on the app. We organised to go for a drink at 6pm on a weeknight near to my home address. A thank you. (laughs) <laughs> well curated date excellent and, curate um, the date <laughs> yeah firstly i told him the wrong pub which was great um i told On him the pub. no it was a pub a mile and a half in the opposite direction <laughs> okay. so i was like fuck right should we meet in the middle so we met in the middle and i didn't manage to get there first which is my usual tactic mm-hmm. i actually met him outside and um, so I saw him and sort of gave him this like little wave, you know, like the little pathetic wave you give someone as you're walking up to them to be like, oh no, it's hi. me, hi, is that me? <laughs> and yeah, that sort of like little <laughs> wave. And I got to him and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, please forgive me, blah, blah. He was like, oh, it's fine. And then hugged me. <laughs> Number one, do not hug me straight away. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't open my arms to you and I didn't open- Also, we're in the middle of a pandemic exactly. Exactly. <laughs> i was trying to do the timeline maths in yeah. my head but yeah. yeah we were still we were still panny deep yeah and, panny um, deep <laughs> so Good. so he hugged me right and i can only the only way i can express this properly is to say that i could taste the way that he smelt <laughs> oh 
was no. horrific. It was genuinely horrific. It was so bad. And it was like eye-watering. And I was like, well, holy shit, this is the point to go. But obviously I can't go because I'm too fucking polite. So I went in <laughs> with him. And we got a table. And I said, like, oh, first round's on me. I made you go for, like, a little walk. And obviously at that point as well, I was kind of rationalising the smell in my head. Because he'd been at work all day in London. He said that he worked in London Bridge. TBC, I couldn't find him on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> so he um, was supposedly in London all day. And then I sent him on a, just a wild goose chase around the area, sending him to the wrong places. And then, you know, this, that and the other. So um, anyway, uh, I said, you know, I'll get the first drinks. And I, as I was sat there, I was like, okay, it's, I'm, I'm just going to have to breathe through my mouth. And I was breathing through my mouth and I could taste how he smelt. And I was like, this is the worst thing in the world. This is horrendous. And then... I like really looked at him because you know when you sort of like yeah, you're in a whirl and you don't yeah so we sort take of sat stock. down and I ordered the drinks because you had to order the drinks on an app on your phone and I ordered them and I sort of put my phone away and I sort of looked at him and I was like something's really wrong with his face right. like something's really wrong with his face but I can't work it out but and then the drinks came and he turned to the barman and said, thank you. And I realised that he was missing four of his front teeth. Oh, no. And I was just kind of like, hold on, what? What? And it was one of those awful <laughs> things as well where, as we said earlier, I spotted it straight away. So then all I could do was look at the gaping hole in his mouth <laughs> Just the whole time. I was just actively staring at it. And you know when you're like, he's talking. I mean, he wasn't a very good date person because he actually barely asked me any questions, which was fine. Did he, just, did he talk? Yeah. And it worked for me because I was staring in his mouth <laughs> the entire time. The abyss. And then I just sort of... And then I don't know if I was actually having a good time or I was... At the stage where um, I was like, you know, I've not been on any dates this year. Just enjoy it. (laughs) Or I was just like, this poor guy needs a break. I'm just going to see this out. I couldn't work it out. And he was like, oh, do you want to get another drink? So I was like, fuck it. Yeah, that's fine. And then he (laughs) said, did you want to get dinner as well? And I said, oh, no, thank you. I have dinner plans. Full circle. Love it curated the date and um, it's like no thank you I had dinner plans because at this point it was about quarter to seven so it was arguable that I would have dinner plans and um and then he does the dance doesn't he oh what, the what where's dance? my wallet dance oh no <laughs> where's my wallet dance oh. he doesn't have his wallet and then he does a fake phone call where he's like, oh, I'm going to have to call someone in the office to see if I've left my phone at work, or left my wallet at work. So he leaves and goes out of the pub, is outside for about two and a half minutes, comes back and he's like, oh yeah, my oh, wallet is there. Was I was it? like, dickhead, you suggested this date. If this date was too close to your payday, you shouldn't have suggested it. Yeah. You shouldn't have suggested it. But then maybe that's just his thing. It's not about, oh, I don't have the money. It's just I don't want to spend the money on you. Either way. I mean, again, I have no proof. I didn't call him up about it at the time. But you weren't convinced. That he didn't have his wallet with him. But it was way too staged. It felt so staged. I was like, I don't know if you think you're pulling this off. (laughs) Did he do, like, really OTT mimes outside the window door? like, like, Clapping his hands to his face like, oh, God. Yeah, but the worst thing is, is I'd already committed to the second drink. No. So then I had to buy the second fucking drink. (laughs) I'd have bought one for me and not him. I'd be like, I mean, this is the thing. It's like, okay, well, now I'm here. I was like, thank fucking God I didn't say to go for food because then I'd be buying him dinner as well. Maybe that's his tactic. And at that point, I just switched off. I was like, I'm over this. I'm absolutely over this. And he finally, finally acknowledged his teeth. Oh, God. (laughs) Thank God. After about an hour, he was like, oh, you've probably noticed, but I don't have my front teeth. I was like, oh, my God, don't you? No, really? (laughs) No, really? I haven't spotted. I'm not filming. 
fucked before, like, sort of in Well, March that night, which is why he didn't have his wallet. Oh, right. In March time, he said that he'd got mugged and his teeth got knocked out during the mugging. And obviously, because of the pandemic, you could only get emergency dental work done. Right, And yeah. I was like, I think this counts as a fucking emergency. He's like, oh, but don't worry, I've got like an appointment in the next couple of weeks at a... Um, a plastic surgeon dentist in Harley Street. I was like, bitch, you couldn't even afford a £10 drink. Like, there is no way <laughs> you're going to Harley Street to get some fucking That's, veneer. You know when the lie goes too far? It's like, oh, yeah. where, where do the fancy doctors live? Harley Street. Like, yeah, you like, could have said fucking booper down the road, mate. Yeah, literally, like, anywhere, anywhere. He's like, oh, yeah, it's going to cost about twelve grand. I was like, get them on the fucking NHS. What are you doing? Like, yeah, but... Any- oh, I'm still angry about it, apparently. <laughs> And then he started to go on about his university career and how he was just like an artist, but he worked as an account manager. I was like, okay. Oh, like, yeah. Heard that one before. Artist and I DJ. That's what he got mugged oh, for. His no. DJ stuff got taken away. But then he hit me with he the hit fucking. You? No, like he hit oh. me with the clanger. You know, you know that moment when you know this is no longer revivable. Like, okay. this is, it's coded, I'm, it's gone. There is no pulse. I'm it's, amazed you thought it was revivable before this No, point. but you know sometimes that you just, I'm fairly generous when it comes to dating. Yeah. Like, in most instances, I will write off a lot of first date behaviour due to the fact it's a first date. Yeah. I mean, we'll ignore the homelessness, um... But the first date, you're never your best self. I'm never my best self. So I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. But this was the point where I thought, you no longer deserve the benefit of my doubt. Okay. He started going on about his studies at universities, which was political female literature. What? Was that his whole degree or was that like a module? I have no idea. I did not ask him any questions because the minute he said it, I thought, you're an awful person. But... (laughs) What? I mean, you're not wrong, but why did you think that? Because I just thought, what you've done is you've taken, you've degree-educated yourself to the next level of mansplaining my own gender's history. (laughs) You've given yourself a certificate to say that I cannot almost have an opinion about the socio-political history of women without you going, well, Well, actually, actually, (laughs) that's what that was. I saw it a mile off and I was like, you're a knob. And he just (laughs) would talk about, he just, he talked and talked and talked about it. and just What kind of things did he talk about? Avant-garde he was and how... You know, he was the only man on his course and how all the like started off with you know, really like snobby about him, but at the end they kind of accepted him as one of their own. I was like, You can go fuck an egg, like piss off, I'm not Oh my god. Literally (laughs) You can go fuck an egg. You know what I mean, like I've got no time for you, Cal. Go fucking oh. egg. Like, I'm over it. I'm absolutely over it. This is the and kind then, of guy who would be like, I'm a feminist. And literally. Then like, and then, know. like, grab your vagina in a taxi. Yeah, like. you know, like, to anybody, he's like, I'm an ally, but at the same time has a preference <laughs> of vagina smell. Like, he's that type of guy. Preference? <laughs> what? I used to know this guy at university, and this is really disgusting, but I used to know this guy at university that really loved smelly vaginas. That's, I mean, each to their own, but yeah. prefer it to what if you're a straight man? Well, no, just like a preference on the spectrum of smelly vaginas. Oh, lovely. Well, you know, women with smelly vaginas. I'm being too, I'm defending this too hard, aren't I? I'm oh, no, I'm not, I'm not a... even negatively saying it, but you know he's the type <laughs> of guy that's like, like to be all like really cool. He's like, do you know what, actually, I really like a strong smelling vagina, just to show how much of a fucking ally he is. <laughs> Right. I prefer them that ally. way. Right. <laughs> this guy was not a fucking ally. Lord. And then, so anyway, so we finish up because I've already told him that I have dinner plans because I need Good. to get out of jail free card. I then underestimate where he fucking lived. So we walked half the way home together, which was oh, just because no. I was like, oh, I'm this way. Sorry. Bye. He was like, oh, I'm that way too. I was like, oh. Great. Fucking great. And don't get me wrong. 
I told him there and then that I'm not interested in dating him. Mm. Like, I was, I'm not a dickhead. And if I don't want to date someone, I'm going to tell him I don't want to date someone. But then what I did, and it made me hate myself so fucking much, I thanked him for the evening like he'd fucking paid for everything. And well, I just say thank you for the evening. It's like no, thank you for no, your no. time. No, like there's different thank yous, isn't there? There's like, oh, thanks for coming out tonight. I can really appreciate it. Or is thank you for this evening. I had a good time. Which is what you say when someone pays for shit. If you didn't have a good time. But he <laughs> paid for nothing. And the worst thing is, is he was like, you're welcome. I was like, oh my God, you're <laughs> a terrible human being. <laughs> you're welcome for nothing for nothing and i'm not materialistic i have absolutely no No, but you've got paying my way it's got at least either be you've either got to have a nice time or a free meal like it's got to be one or the other other. (laughs) both happens amazing stella that's a rarity and anyway so yes so we sort of parted ways i'd already told him that i wasn't interested in dating him i did the whole i see you more as a friend thing but i didn't and because um, he's an arsehole but not like a mean arsehole just a dickish arsehole like, and, oh, um, I'd hate to get stuck in a corner with a, at a party with you yeah kind of literally yeah. and then about three or four days later he sent me a hey trouble message <laughs> trouble good hey is that all it said trouble I was like, mate, you are not getting anywhere here. Like, I am so sorry, but I, if trouble. you're expecting a response, it ain't coming. Like, but then I, then I felt guilty. I was like, am I now technically ghosting this guy? I was like, no, no you I'm told not. him. I you told, told him. him. So why are you messaging me? Like, I wasn't going to go to the level of saying, I never want to see your face again. But if I say to you, mm, I just think I see him as a friend. Then don't talk to me anymore. I have enough friends. Piss off. Yeah, I don't need any more friends, actually. My God. But I did want to send him a care package of some soap, some dentures, and a fucking tenner. Just to be like, here you are. Get yourself sorted. <laughs> sort yourself out, love. Oh, my God. He stank so badly as well. Like, Aww. I can still smell it. Like, it was so terrible. And that, I mean, I've had some bad dates. And... There are definitely more in the vault that we can discuss. But when you're talking about, you know, and I mean, ever since then, if I've ever gone on an app, I need at least two pictures with their teeth showing. But I mean, and the worst thing is, I got caught out on this once before. Not on no teeth. But a couple of years before, I'd gone on a, on a date with somebody from an app and they had a dead front tooth. Ooh. So like that tooth there was completely black. Right. And but was it visible in their pictures? No, they were mouth closed in all pictures. And I think it's the honesty that's annoying because if he'd have got in touch with you and said, "Listen, I got mugged in March. Yeah, when you turn up, I'm gonna look like this. I'm so sorry. Well, not I'm sorry because it's not his but fault. Just but like letting you know. But like, I just wanted to give you a heads up so you're not surprised. And then yeah. you could be like, okay, like yeah. it's just. Being like half an hour into the day, oh, I suppose you mentioned my teeth, <laughs> like it's nothing. That's the thing, and like that when I matched with this guy, there was at least two pictures with his teeth showing. So you thought jobs are good in? So I thought I've done my due diligence here. I know that this person <laughs> has teeth, or has non-dead teeth, and yeah, yeah I didn't realise that people could con you in that way. No, you know, I always made sure that at least some themselves. of my. I always make sure at least some of my pictures were like of me looking pretty rough, <laughs> like yeah. or like looking looking uh, like as fat as I feel like I really am yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, I want to feel like I've not catfished anybody. I'm exactly the same. So at least sixty to seventy percent of the pictures that I have on dating sites are full body shots. Yeah, like, like you I'm cannot not... say I didn't tell you yeah, exactly what you were that signing up for. Shoulders up, shit. Like if you have been bitten by that before. Like, at least this way, if you ever turn around to me and say I'm too chubby, I'll be like, bitch, here are your purchasing receipts. You saw this. You knew what you were buying. You saw this and you said, I'll have that, please. Yeah, Wrap I'll it up and put it in a bag. chunk of that. Thank you very much. Um, so anyway, so hopefully the date this weekend will go much better. And I have seen this person 
prior to it so I know that he has full teeth and also apparently a penis. I'm very aware that he has well, a penis. Well, you didn't well. see he had a penis, just that he had a, a fly that was open. And a bulge. Okay, so he could have had some socks down there. So the could penis is socks. still in question. <laughs> I, don't I can't know wait. I can't wait for the resolution. <laughs> the penis. Maybe this is the sort of thing I should be cutting out of the podcast in case he ever hears. <laughs> Does he have a penis? I'm Question fairly mark. certain he has a penis. Um, I'm so pleased. The best thing <laughs> for is you. the other day, the, oh God, I went out on a Saturday night and I got a bit drunk and obviously I messaged him. Of course I did. Um, and... And then fell asleep straight away because of course I did. It was like, oh, of what course. are you up to? Oh, I'm asleep. asleep. That's what I'm up to. Um, And he'd messaged me back like two hours after I sent him the text. So in the morning I was like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Like, you missed an opportunity. Ha, ha, ha. And he was like, oh, yeah, you wanted to see my willy? (laughs) Excuse me? Excuse me? Who calls it a willy? And also... Stop calling me out on my shit. Like, can you just... He's, he's fishing. He's fishing for compliments. I mean, was, to be he... fair, I did text back and I was actually quite cutting. I went, well, I wanted to see it last night. Doesn't mean I want to see it now. Wow! <laughs> Shots fired. Pew, 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 pew. But also, he did call it a willy. And now I'm, like, really nervous. Do you know why? It, he's I the know... man that calls it a willy. No, do you know why? I 100% guarantee he typed out dick and went, that's actually a bit sexually aggressive. Let's turn this into a joke. Okay. What? And then changed it to... I don't know what else he could have changed it to. That was Your peen? Like, Your penis? Peen? Bit of peen. <laughs> I really enjoy a peen, actually. A peen is what... We know. So, no, stop it! Um, I so no, I really like calling it a peen. And also, so I've started to call... Okay, right, new topic debate that you can oh weigh in on. Right. No, don't, oh God me, stop <laughs> it. I'm, I'm eager, I want to hear. So I've started to call my vagina a flim flam. Because oh, I think it's no. like a bit sprightly and like a bit like sassy. It's like just a bit like a flim flam. Like, you know... Usually I'll just call it a fanny or a fan or well, a fanny or a fan or maybe if I'm feeling particularly grotesque a vag. But I started to call it a flim flam because I think it's quite peppy. But Bev told me that it was the worst thing in the world um, and I'd like to get your opinion, your input. Is uh, I'm a flim flam I'm not a flim flam fan. I'm not a flim flam fan. Well, what would you I, call it? Well, first of all, I just want to say about flim flam, it, it's got like a, it, it's like, it's, uh, there's probably a literary term for it, you know. Onomatopoeic is when the word sounds like the sound it makes. Yeah. Whereas flim flam kind of invokes the movement of something like <laughs> flim flamming around, <laughs> and like that's just not sexy or nice. Like flim flam, like a kind of loose, flappy <laughs> sort of thing. Like I mean, you know, just it's like also accurate. I mean, um, and also flim flam in conversation. If you say something's flim flam, it's kind of like uh, like. Oh, uh, I was reading Harry Potter or some sort of flim flam. Like flim flam is bad. It's it's. I, it's I a, just really enjoyed the sort of. I mean, peppiness in but it. I will concede that there are no good words for vagina, really. No, um, I just because vagina sounds like very official, um, and. Uh, but no one's calling it a pussy, are they? <coughs> pussy is like reserved for bedtime times. Like, I mean, has has the porn. chef ever called your? I'm not going to answer that on this podcast. Yeah, proof. I quite enjoy proof as well. I mean, just cunt. (laughs) 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 Amazing. Okay, well, I feel like that's a really, really healthy place to end. Really? (laughs) Sure. I'm gonna have to. I feel like there's a lot of this episode. I'm gonna have to cut. Not even a little bit. Um, and please, whatever you do, make sure that cunt stays in the edit, please. I'm really. Oh, don't. I did a, a play last year, and uh, the the c word featured in it at least twice, and uh, got a lot of really negative feedback about it from people I didn't think were prudish. Like, fair enough. Oh. There was a, a lady who was a patron at the theatre I, I then worked at, and she said to me, 
oh, that was really enjoyed that, but you could have toned down the language a bit. But she was like 80, so yeah, that's fair. Fair play, yeah. And my mum also had a go at me, which I thought was fair. But then just random other people who are sort of our age would just be like, you didn't need to have as much swearing as you had. And I was like, oh. I hate it. Cunt's just a word. Cunt is just a word. In the end, I I took out the cunts. Because... My God, did you actually? Yeah, I did, because... You know, you've got to listen to audience feedback. And, and the show was so good that actually that was sort of the only negative thing that most people said to me. So I was like... Was it your show? Yeah, of course it was my show. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said you were in a show. Oh, well, I was in it as well. But yeah. Well, I knew you were in it. But I'm saying, is that why... No, I'm, like... I'm saying I wrote it. I put those cunts there. Right. You put the cunts I, in I... and you took the cunts out. And you them, them all about. about. You do the cunty once <laughs> again. You turn, and you turn around. That's what it's cunt about. Fucking hell. Whoa! The cunty cunty. Sorry. I, was a... I would not have given you the feedback. On Thank you. I know you detail. wouldn't because you're cool. Oh my God. Also, just brief acknowledgement. I'm 30 in a month today. That's disgusting. Isn't that gross? <laughs> Join us. Join us in the old no, lady group. I don't want to. You you nah, probably nah, have nah. to tick a different box when you no, do forms it. No, now. You already ticked the other box. I think we get to twenty. It depends on the place. I did yeah. a I depends did a thing today and it was twenty five to forty and I was like, that's a big fucking whacking. You're like, yes, I'm clicking that. I'm in yeah. twenty five. <laughs> I can be twenty five again. Phenomenal. Oh, All right. Shall we outro? I suppose we should outro. Yes. Oh, <coughs> cunty, cunty. Uh, quickly, uh, I was also in another show during my uni years. It was uh, Realism by Anthony Nielsen. And uh, there's a song that is just the words, what a bunch of fucking cunts over and over and over. <laughs> Which is as it appears in the script. Um, and we put it to the tune of like the sort of typical stripper um, theme. So it went, what a bunch of fucking cunts. Can we just also take a moment there that you started to whisper and I fucking leaned in <laughs> like I don't have headphones on. You went, oh, and just quickly, and I went, oh, yeah, go on then. Tell us all about it. I'm listening. What an orb. What an orb. Sorry, I've lost the fucking outro stuff. It starts with thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Misery Loves Company. <laughs> if you have a tragic story of your own, we would love to hear from you. Uh, I've had a few people, actually, since we had our first guest, clamouring, clamouring to be our second guest. Oh, my goodness, amazing. No. Well, I think we should probably do one... One-on-one off. Or even, you know, I don't want to give... I, I don't want anybody else to become the talent, so... Well, there's no chance know. of that, baby. It's always oh, you. I know that. You're the store, honey. Um, I'm the store. Uh, but if you do have a tragic story of your own, um, <laughs> you could be a guest on the show or you could send it to us and we'll read it out. Everything's kept totally anonymous, um, unless you're an exhibitionist. Um, don't deprive <laughs> the world and get in touch at miserypodcast at gmail.com. And also, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please do subscribe and uh, leave us a star rating and review. We'd be eternally grateful. Oh, that's new. I like that. Our <laughs> intro music is Zombie Funk by Steve Poloni. And if you perverts want to follow us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Misery Lovecast. Don't forget the uh, office polls that we put in. Um, I can't remember them now, but there was at least two that we wanted to put on. <laughs> oh, been... silly voices. And uh, at what point do you tell your, your dating partner that you have a podcast where you've spoken about them a lot? Yes. 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 We've been Charlotte and Freuder, joined again in a fortnight. You bring the company and we'll bring the misery. Ba-dum-bum. That isn't even how the music goes. <laughs>